Everybody ain't built to just leap in Dive into a world where no one saves you when you're sinking It's all or nothing, nothing we won't do this to maintain A higher living, higher status, higher place to reign Going insane while the world is trying to tell us something No holding back, no strings attached It's all or nothing everyone welcome to horror and hooch nice to see everybody and Hola. i'm sure you know why we're here tonight you got me k bly jay astral over here and desiree of tempered drinks and it is time <laughs> to get chapter two we have been waiting on this so we're gonna have a lot of fun with this tonight there was a lot of hidden gems in it a lot of you know, changes in the movie, some, you know, character evolution. But um, let's get into our drink ingredients real quick. Oh, yeah. All right. um, tonight's drink is a twist on a classic margarita. It is called, in honor of the movie, We All Float. Um, you're going to need a silver tequila. Tonight I've got DOA, just a simple silver tequila. I think this bottle was actually given to me. Um, you need some simple syrup, and you will also need fresh lime juice and a red sweet wine of your choice. Um, I am using a Roscato tonight because I just like Roscato, but whatever red wine you prefer, and that's all you need. I think I used um the uh cupcake because it's um a sweet red sweet yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you need to see yeah, it. So, in chapter two, we have decided to discuss our favorite characters, even though I know there's a whole big cast of the Losers Club, but, but um, different characters stuck out and resonated with each one of us. Um, I kind of like, you know, favored Bill in the movie. Um, Jade Astro, she really um, liked Mike yeah. and Desiree. Mikey. Richie and Ben. <laughs> 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 I did hey, like Ben's glow up. Ben. Ben did have a nice glow up. <laughs> and we are also going to discuss our favorite scenes in the movie. There were some really crazy, creepy scenes in the movie, starting with the beginning, like I didn't know where the beginning of the movie was going, and nah. uh, you know it didn't end well for those guys. <laughs> there was Ooh, no it sure did. You know, I thought they would get a little justice, but no, it was just all bad. So yeah, we're going to discuss. Oh, and we're also going to talk about uh, different aspects from the new version that maybe was changed in the um like the differences, what they did different in the new one, parts that they left out, things that they kept the same. So we're gonna get in all that tonight. But first, let's get this drink, cause I wanna sip it. Please! <laughs> all, right. all right, all right, all right. So for the drink, I'm gonna start with my shaker tonight with a little bit of ice, a little bit of ice. Oh, that sounds like a whole lot of ice, my bad. All right. Um, and we've got an ounce and a half of your silver tequila. We have, um, Lord have mercy, half an ounce of your simple syrup, y'all. Stay with me, I'm sorry. <laughs> you also need an ounce of your lime juice and that's fresh lime juice that I'm using because that makes the best margarita. And for those ingredients, you're gonna shake them over your ice. Um, as always, we shake till it's cold. On your paper. Um, and I'm using this cute little coupe tonight because this drink has a little bit of an effect to it. I want you guys to be able to see. So I'm going to strain out that margarita into the glass. And that's just your simple, everyday margarita we got. <laughs> but what makes this drink special is that red wine. So what I'm doing with the red wine is I'm going to float it tonight. I'm using a bar spoon, the back of my bar spoon, so that it eases into the drink. Mm. But it's about a half an ounce of red wine. 
and you just want to trickle that into your margarita. Oh, they don't want to act right for me tonight, y'all. It usually gives me a really pretty float on top, but we ain't float the way it's supposed to. Right. And then normally a margarita, you know, you're going to garnish it with your lime. But this one, I garnished with my red balloon tonight in honor of the clown. <laughs> so I ate mine. <laughs> she said she ate hers. But yes. <laughs> The we all floats margarita. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to see my pretty float. I did it earlier on my dry run. It looks really good. I'm a little devastated. <laughs> all right. Let's get into our favorite characters. I think um, a good way to start would be to discuss Mike, who Jade Astro picked as her favorite character, because he is the one really that kicked off uh, the Losers Club. Oh, yeah. Superhero. Yeah. Okay. So, with Mikey, I feel as though that he was like the underdog. We yeah. really, how I put it? He was the one that stayed home and held it down, straight up. You know, he didn't forget. He didn't hide anything from the past. He just remembered it all and just kept it together. Even though he was confined in his little space up there in the attic, that was his own choice. <laughs> but I believe what was going on with Mikey at the time is that he kind of blamed himself for the death of his parents. And as well as he was, you know, isolating himself from the community. But at the same time, when he was dealing with his own demons, he was trying to make sure that they were going to conquer and beat it, beat Pennywise. So he made sure to do his research. Mm -hmm. Like I said, with the other um, losers, they completely forgot. It took for Mikey to contact them and to remind them and give them bits by bits. And I just feel as though he kind of gets overlooked because we're looking at everybody else and their issues on what they have going on. But at the end of the day, he was the anchor. He was the one that had all the material, the resources, and he motivated the team to get back together. So that's really why I like Mikey. He he did. I wonder why. How did everybody forget? You know. Well, they said it was dairy, like something about dairy. That when you leave, that demon is making you forget those those events. But he never left, so of course everything's crystal clear for him. True. Also, I think well, what well not just the place period, but the fact of them just being so traumatized from what happened, that they pushed that to the back of their head. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. so it was like a combination of the both, so they completely forgot. Like, it was times that you can tell in the movie, they were looking at Mikey like, what are you talking about? You're crazy. Like, let's leave. This man is crazy. And I felt yeah. bad for him at first. Like, man, you done held it down, and you're just trying to get them to realize that we need to come together as a team. And they're thinking you're crazy. Bro, you ain't crazy. <laughs> but, they came, but they came, though. They came. They because, knew it was And then the start. That's what I'm, I'm like. That, I guess it was just a, a, something in them remembered, you know? Because the scar. Like, remember? He would yeah. bring each one of them back to the scar yeah. because, you know, whenever he could tell they wasn't remembering, he was like, have you ever wondered where you got the scar in your hand from? Yeah. And I mean, yeah. you, um, Eddie, that remembered immediately because he was done. He was like, nah, we, we, we ain't going back. So he, he had to know something. Him and Richie, because Richie automatically threw up. Yes, he did. <laughs> He was just like <laughs> <laughs> He might not have remembered everything just then, but he remembered enough to get sick to his stomach. Right. My question, like with Mikey's story, because I don't know if you noticed that everybody else on the team of losers had to go back into like their trauma to find their token or whatever. What was Mikey's like token? Was it the gun that he killed the livestock with? Or 
explain it. Where did he like, for example, him? huh? I'm trying to think. What did he throw in into the the artifact? I, that's why I'm asking. I can't remember. Like everybody else had the, something. Was it the but newspaper the, article about his parents. Yeah. No. There we go. Because that, that was on the table at the very end with the real story. I don't know if y'all noticed that, but the story on the paper changed. Yeah, I remember the story changed. So do you think that, okay, not trying to bounce off of what we are just trying to figure out with Mikey, but do you think Pennywise just used his fear of him believing he's the reason why his parents died to torment him when it really wasn't? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. I wonder what was his, do you think his own sacrifice could have been it? Like yeah, him, too, you just. I'm like, he really did. Uh, <laughs> he sacrificed himself a lot by staying there, uh, by going to visit those uh, that group of people to learn about. The tribe. Yeah, to learn about what was going on. He stole that item from the people. I mean, he wasn't scared that them ancestors going to come get him. <laughs> survival. Survival make you get some y'all, he gave, um, what you call it? What's his name? Bill. He gave mm -hmm. Bill ayahuasca. Without telling He was tripping like, whoa, what did you put in this water? <laughs> Bill said, did you put something in my drink? <laughs> <laughs> he got <laughs> And then he was like, I saw it. I seen it all. <laughs> he did that, man. <laughs> he did. I mean, I guess that's the only way he thought to get through to him. Because, I mean, like, think if you were just living your regular life and then Mike comes around talking all this crazy stuff, you know, <laughs> you kind of had to he be had in to that space to understand him. Yes. And that. Bill, I I kind of connected with Bill as a writer, being that everybody wanted him to change the way that he was ending his stories. Because he's like, a lot of times there is no happy ending. And that's why when they tried to do his books to movies, they wanted him to rewrite it. And he, he couldn't at that point because he did, at that point, he didn't have any happy endings. So he was yeah. only writing from his experience. And that's why at the end of the movie, he got he was able to connect with something that, okay, this at the end had a good outcome. I can write from that perspective. But if he's like, everything doesn't always end well, that's going to reflect in his writing. And I don't write a lot of stories that end well. Because <laughs> 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 I'm like, <laughs> so, you know, some things have a little more story to tell some things are suspenseful some things want to give you a little mystery and sometimes they don't always end on a positive note so i i understood that and i really like the scene when um sorry spoiler alert everybody spoiler alert when bill went into the, yeah i ain't even bring out the scene go ahead when bill walked into the uh, the antique shop and guess who was in the antique shop <laughs> Yes, he can. <laughs> with the cameo. <laughs> he brought uh, that smooth cameo in the movie. I was like really like fanning out at that point. I was Man, excited. my husband looked at me so crazy because I was screaming. I was, <laughs> <laughs> and I was in the theater uh because I went to see it by myself. So I'm like, I didn't even have anybody to talk to. I was excited on my own. I'm like, feel like I'm in there talking to myself, like, oh, oh. <laughs> he did a Stan Lee. That's exactly what I said. Oh, he pulled a Stan Lee. And then, like, the whole time I was looking at him, I kept saying, oh, he looked good for his age. He looked good. Girl, and I'm just reminding him, that man is scary looking. He is. He always no, but he's good. always had that kind of look to him, he but he does look good for his age, for real. Yeah. Like, I was so happy to see him, like, True fan. Thank you, Bill. Oh, you're talking about scenes? Um, oh, it's, um bringing up Stephen King. I forgot to mention that part with Mikey. Like, when Mikey finally was able to um, leave Derry, 
that's something um a little snippet about Stephen King like he is from Maine and he um once he was able to get himself established like really face his monsters because I believe that's what each of his stories are about is like his own personal battles not every single one of them but most of his stories and yeah. at the end Mikey left to go to Florida and that's the exact same thing Stephen King did he moved to Florida for a while. Like, he has a couple of homes here. I always thought Stephen King wrote himself in the books as Bill. But then when she broke it down, it was like, no, it's Mike. And I really thought about it. I was like, you know what? You're right. Because he was captive. He was mm -hmm. stuck in Derry. Yep. He couldn't get rid of the monsters. He had to remember the monsters. You know what I'm saying? So I just, I really feel as though that was Stephen King putting himself within the story. Yeah, I didn't think of, I had to sit and think I about it, and I was like, "You're right." <laughs> but you know, uh, Bill Hader, Hader, he did his thing in the movie. He gave us that um, comic relief that we needed, especially a movie that was so intense with the um, horrific scenes and the creep factor. We needed him. We needed Richie. <laughs> that was my favorite. Well. Pause. That was one of my favorites. Y'all, I couldn't really, I couldn't narrow it down. So, Ricky <laughs> and um, was one of my favorites. And that was like she said, because he was the comic relief, because he was the comedy, he was the only one who almost until the very end was like, this is bullshit. And like, I can see that being me. Like, the whole way through, like, I'm here with y'all, but this is bullshit. Um, but he also was the most evolved character to me. Because he had a realization and epiphany. Like, I feel like he was living a lie all yeah. that before they went back to Derry. And it took the death of his friend of his love to be like, oh, my God. Like, at the end, him crying was kind of like a release for him. And I feel like he was the most evolved character in the whole movie. Um, and then my other favorite was Ben. Because Poe Ben got the best glow up in the world. Did he not? <laughs> I ain't gonna lie. I, I need to know who is that actor. Like, who is playing Ben? Like, he came, ben came up, okay? And ben he got the, ooh, got the word. bread to go with it. They, That's he my type. He was so high up, he didn't even have to show up at work. He had, he was the boss, and it was like, I'm a video chat. You hear me? <laughs> and then he was like, <laughs> But um, he was also probably the most genuine character to me um, because he kept his innocence, I think, throughout life. Even when he was having his meeting, when they were yeah. talking about numbers and everything and how we making money, he was like, no, nah, that's not what I want that to be. I want it to be a clubhouse. Like, he still kept that innocence from his childhood. Mm -hmm. So that's why and those two did, were my favorite. And he did what he set out to do. Even from when he was young, he was in the architecture, you know? Right, yeah. right, right into the buildings because he would talk about the sewer and stuff um so we were talking about scenes earlier one of my favorite scenes because i feel as though it had a lot of easter eggs in it was the scene with beverly when she went back to her old home um in the scene if you notice with the old lady they show a quick niblet of a picture of the circus when it first came to Derry. And it showed Pennywise in a human form. And it showed a little girl. And the old lady said it. She was like, that's my father. So to me, it feels as though whoever that ringleader is for that circus during that time, he must have caused terror in the area because the people of Derry were scared of Pennywise. Like, that's the reason why he kept showing up as a clown. And he kept showing up, you know, in that manner because the people in the area were scared of the clown. So in my theory, in my mind, I'm assuming that they're trying to let us know that Pennywise was in the past a real person. It's just that it fed off the fear that he put in the area. Huh. I ain't never. Did y'all see that? Cause yeah, that's what I was thinking. It's like it's a lot there between his him being a <coughs> and whatever that thing is that's up under dairy. <laughs> but 
because yeah, they yeah. gave you an explanation. They told you that the only like it fed off your fears. So you saw how it was flipping, like how with Richie in the old movie, it was a werewolf or whatever. How with Stan, it was a zombie. How he saw the cricket woman face on the painting. Like it kept flipping in different forms. But at the end of the day, like really the majority of the time he was a clown. So that's why my like gears in my mind is just running. Like how is that clown just the dominant, you know, image that it was showing? I asked that same question at the end because the the origin story, like it explained it, but not really. Like it's still really vague, like the deadlights and where he came from. You the eater of universes or what do you say? Eater of planets or something like that. I, and I'm like, say eater of light or something like that. Eater of something, he said. But I'm like, where you came from? Like, yeah. it was so vague. Like he came from somewhere else, but where and why? Yeah, that's I'm like, I don't know how that thing got up under dairy, but however that happened. <laughs> and they also like, um, this is bouncing into when we're going to look at the differences. With the original It, they show like a spider-like alien-noid mm -hmm. type thing compared mm -hmm. yeah. to with the new version, the modern version, they just show the deadlights, which I will say this, I'm kind of... I appreciate the fact that they kind of dug into the light situation because I never understood that in the old version. Like, what is up with these bright lights? You know, I know that's how he hypnotizes them, but what is the purpose of the bright lights? So, yeah, um, and, you know, they, but then like, they also had Pennywise um, grow like the spider legs instead of it being. Yeah, like, he did like, have the spider legs. He did. Creature, they, he kind of like was like both in one. True. Yeah. Um, with the cast, one thing that was completely different that we did not mention with Stan is the fact that he gave an explanation in the 2019 version of why he killed himself compared to the older version. He just killed himself to escape, you know, um, they use his death this time or his sacrifice of himself. Mm -hmm. to be, have an actual purpose than him not just being a coward. They did. I, I did like that. Yeah. I and that's you. why I said I feel like he remembered as well because to be in the right mind to write those letters to say, yeah. no, y'all did it. Y'all were successful if y'all are reading this because I made my sacrifice because I knew I wasn't going to be man enough to do it with y'all. Like He had to know. He remembered. Yeah. And speaking of <laughs> scenes, me and Desiree have the same favorite scene. One of them. <laughs> Y'all, so, this scene. <laughs> as much as I hate clowns. <laughs> and I think that's why this is my favorite scene, because I was sitting in a chair like this, like the whole time, just like trying to sink into the chair. But... Um, <laughs> The scene where Bill is trying to rescue the little boy from the neighborhood. Um, and he goes into the mirror and there's him in one spot. There's a boy between the other two glass. And then there's Pennywise on the last side of the glass. And Pennywise starts ramming his hand into this glass, trying to bust the glass with his face. And it's just... He's smiling and he's slamming into this glass and it's just terrifying. And Bill is hollering and the little boy is hollering and I'm just sitting in my chair like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and then when he gets through, the one thing I really did like about this version versus the first version is how he devoured the people. Like the imagery for how his head changed from this simple ass clown to this weird demon monster was like, oh my God. He really yeah, is crazy. He did not hold back on the, the creep factor. Like, they, they yeah. really gave it to us. Um, that was just for cinematic value. Oh, yeah. I think what really popped it off and, like, gave us that feeling of, you know, excitement, the adrenaline running, is the actor that played it. He explained that he really put himself into character. They would not allow the cast to see him on set 
they will only see him in the midst of the shooting. Um, another thing too is he can actually take his eyeball and do that. Like one go one way and one go the other way. He is controlling that. And um yes, he can do that, girl. That's him. I saw a clip of him doing that. Wow. And so he said it, he was like he really put himself in the character of Pennywise to the point that he was having nightmares himself. Like he had to basically after shooting it, chapter two, he purged himself of the character Pennywise. Cause he was like, ah, I gotta get out of this. I can't let this stay on me. Cause he said it was creepy because his it mind was. would slip, his mind would slip off into dark spaces. So he would be able to think of how he could scare the actors. So it mm-hmm. freaked him out. He had to like purge. And that's when you know that's some good acting right there when you connect it to your character so much. I mean, I know this is like different genres, but um, Michael B. Jordan's character in Black Panther, they treated oh, him yeah. the same way. They did um, during the shooting of the whole film. <clears throat> he didn't react, uh, interact with everybody else because think about it. His character wasn't from um, Wakanda. So they kept him separate and everybody else is bonding and he only comes in during his scenes and he's the angry person he's the like murderous person so like literally after shooting black panther he actually had to go to therapy to get back to normal because he was still angry (laughs) after the movie he was still angry he was still feeling that solitude and he really had to come out of that and that's how that's some good acting right there (laughs) when actors into the character so I don't know. Like, I'm just, I was freaking excited that they did chapter two justice. Like, seriously, at the end of the movie, we stood up and clapped. Even though it was three hours long. It was. Wow. I had to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Sitting there sipping that giant Sprite. I had to run to the bathroom with uh, real I quick. always put a little feed. <laughs> okay, that's a little feed. You know, y'all know. <laughs> Oh, but they really I think it they they really did take their time with this movie. And I really liked at the beginning the reunion dinner scene, even though everybody hadn't seen each other in years, but they still came together and it wasn't like awkward. They were having fun. They were eating and laughing and and talking and they started to feel like that that bond with each other again. So I really yeah. liked that they all came to, you know, they, they showed up. Yeah. Minus I like how they kept it know. close to the original, like how that the, everything went down just like how the old one, like they came in, they um, sat down and ate with each other and even the monster came out. So they all got a chance to see it again together as one, as a group. Mm-hmm. So they couldn't deny it because everybody saw it. Yeah. yeah. Right. So we couldn't be like, oh, I did, I saw this. What did you guys see? It's like when it hit, yeah. everybody seen something to get everybody on board with that whole fear factor again. Because but then y'all mad. I was I was upset that y'all walked out that restaurant and got mad at Mike like y'all didn't just go through that. Don't be hollering at Mike. That was denial. That was denial because they were so scared that they didn't want to admit that they was punking out. So they did. They used the now to try to escape. Can we talk a minute about old boy that was in the mental institution who waited his whole life for them to come back to there? <laughs> oh my gosh, he was so happy when he seen that damn balloon. He was. He like, was moment. <laughs> he played that part. He really played that part. Now let me. Okay, okay, okay. This is for the true Stephen King fans. Did y'all pick up the little Easter egg of the zombie friend that was giving him like the ride and giving him the weapons? Can you tell me what movie that Stephen King and what book that he had that that reminds you of? Girl, wait a minute. Think about it. Look at how he was dressed up like the 50s type thing. Okay, the movie they come back. 
Oh, I wouldn't even thought about that. You're right. Yes. <laughs> I wasn't even think about thinking about that at the time. But yes, that's why. Girl, I you know I love movie. Stephen King. Yes, it has so many little other little elements and stuff in the movie. That's why I I was I was really appreciating this. Although I wish that they would have had that scene in where um where um Bill's wife had saw something. And remember, she went in the shock. And then at the very, very end of the movie, he had to um, kind of get her back well again. Like, she could not handle. Well, she thought. Yeah, she couldn't handle it. Like, they could, you know, they could, they were seeing stuff and he was popping up all the time with them. But, like, she seen one little thing and, like, her mind, you know, instant, her mind was gone. And like, can you think? But I kind of like how they flipped it. Okay, so like for an example, they didn't show that scene, but they showed how Mike was the one to be able to fight it and leave. And also, they added in where Eddie died. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if y'all noticed, but when Eddie got into the whole situation, yeah, he was acting big and bad. But when he got down there in that sewer, he was the one that was showing the most fear. Seriously. <laughs> And I think that's why he ended up dying because he had a little bit of doubt. Just a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Eddie, man. Yeah, he, he didn't even know he had a secret lover. He didn't. Right. <laughs> Let me tell you, when the when the cloud was taunting Richie, I was like, what the secret? What secret? I, was I already knew he was gay. I was like, what the secret? But we already knew he was gay, so my mom was like, okay, so it's somebody in the clique, either he done been with and they ain't said nothing, or he got a crush on. My mind already went there, because I, I was I already knew. I was lost. I was, too. I was like, is they, are, are they going to tell us at some point? When, when, when Oh, they did when he did that R plus E. Mm -hmm. But before that, they focused on him at Stanley's by Mister. so I'm like, what kind of secret came out of that? Like, what is going on? I was so lost. I wasn't expecting that for it to be him in love with Eddie. Until Eddie died and he started crying, and I was like, oh, wait a minute. And then at the end, when they showed the R and the E, I was like, okay, that's it. Yeah, like, with Devon Misford, what I got from that is he learned a lesson. Um, Stan really stood up there and told him what the heck it was at his bar misfit. And, like, I feel as though that gave Richie some type of inspiration to, you know, one day be himself, even though he held it in until he was a grown behind man, you know. Right. But here's my question. Did they show the fact that he had a partner in the beginning like they did off the old movie? Because in the old movie, they show that he's gay and he has a partner. Um, no, because they showed him on stage at the very beginning. They didn't show him with anybody. Okay. So that was a difference too then because in the original he has a partner. Yeah, and if and remember in his joke he was talking about having a girlfriend. So they didn't really show that. Yeah. So I guess that ending was supposed to be like a surprise or whatever. Um but then another thing about that, when they showed his memory, what got me with that movie is you had the Bowers boys. And how they bullied him and was like, get out of here, faggot and everything. And that scene was kind of like an echo from the opening credits where those boys yep, were bullied. Yep. They went. Okay, but here's the thing, though. Did y'all feel that the fact that the cousin was a little interested, though? He was. Like, that's why he yeah. Reacted. That's why he reacted that way, but... Oh, that's crazy that do you think that the, those are the descendants of those boys that killed that's the what I got. um that's what I got. Okay. Because they they that 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 I don't know, scum of the town type. Y'all the troublemakers and that's how the battles were. They were the troublemakers outskirt hillbilly type family. They ain't had to do that dude like that, though, for real. Yeah, that's why I thought it was going to be some kind of justice. I thought Pennywise was going to come out and get the um 
you know, crazy guys out here and they're hate crime. Like, they wouldn't even, like, if you really got to hate somebody to follow them, they leave it and you follow them out. Like, mind your business. But they don't. But yeah. I did not see them from the drop buddy off the bridge. Like, that was too much for me. I was like, wait, no. What? <laughs> okay. And it still wasn't no happy ending. He got dropped off the bridge and eaten. <laughs> Um, yeah, did y'all like, <laughs> notice that the hat that he had that was thrown in the water was the same hat that a little boy was wearing before the little boy that Bill was chasing from the neighborhood into the house? And some chick, too. Yeah, they had on the same hat. Okay, now here go another question. And this is me just going off my freaking rocker. I'm not even, I don't even believe it, but it's just me thinking about it. Do you think that the little boy could have been a representation of Bill? Like he could have been already dead and was just tormenting Bill? Nah, because in the beginning, you know, he, he came for Rich. Well, he didn't come for Richie. He was Richie's biggest fan. Yeah. And oh, yeah, he did have his parents. He had his parents. Yeah. He was and everybody saw him. Yeah, he had his parents. Dang. And he said he heard the voices in the drain. That's why Bill got so connected to him. I think that the one that had the hat on was then, he probably could have been somebody that was already dead and that was co coercing a little boy because he had on the hat. That little boy was I, I don't know what the person And get out of town. Go convince your parents. And he still run even when they got to the the uh, the carnival. He's still like, stop following me, okay? And <laughs> and look what happened. Being ungrateful, he got a warning and still did the wrong thing. Yep. I want to give a rundown of how each person is considered a loser. Um, oh. and I start off with Mike. First off, he's black. Okay, black male in the community. Then you have Ben, poor little Ben. He was a fat one. You have Stan. He was Jewish. Bev, she was abused. I honestly believe her daddy molested her. Oh, yeah. Um, most oh, yeah. He raped her. Um, Bill, he was the one that had a speech impediment. Right. Then you have Richie, who was gay, and he covered that up with being funny, trying to be a comedian. And then I also think that's a play on words because, you know, old folks, we say gay people, we'll say, oh, you know, he funny. Oh, you know, yeah. they funny. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Um, And then Eddie, he was a hypochondriac. Yes. With the, mo the mama's over, boy. Uh, the overbearing mom. <laughs> <laughs> he was the risk assessment. Sessor. <laughs> <laughs> but he was sleep with it, though. Yeah, I think that's my little, my breakdown or my perspective on how they're considered the loser. I do like that they went back and, and, and let us see that at one point in time, even though we thought that they were such close friends, that they did have a falling out point. Right. And when they fell out, they were still seeing signs of it, even when they weren't speaking to each other. And what was crazy, like, it sent for them. Like when he got the boy out the river, he put come home on the bridge and oh, yeah. was, he didn't even know what that was. And then when he found when they got to the house, he was like home at last. And I'm like, dang, why you sent for this group? Because they was the ones they got. He, I think the reason why he sent for them was to be like, You thought you killed me, but look, I'm still here. And that would have created more fear because you assumed that you ended it. Yeah. So he could have fed off of all that fear, like, oh, my gosh, we thought we killed it. And he is actually still alive. Yeah, he did. And, and alive. And y'all, that poor little girl whose parents wasn't watching her at the game. I felt so bad for her. And he, I, I, and he played off of the fact she had that he, birthmark. He did. Your mom said, sit down and shut up and watch this game. You got your ass up and went up under the bleachers. That what happen when y'all kids don't listen. Yeah, she did. <laughs> but she you did know not. what? Why the mama didn't tell her to sit her little booty down? Like, come on, I be just come. Where you going? My mama would have snatched me and pinched the mess out of me. <laughs> True. <laughs> True. 
Like I couldn't have got up, and then if I gotta go to the bathroom, you gonna go when I go. Right. As soon as soon as you out of eyesight, you already in the wrong. But oh, I yes. thought she was on the way because she was smart at first. She was like, "Nah, bro, I can't even see you. You in the dark. You ain't my friend." I was oh, like, "Yes, yes girl, walk away." But when he brought up the fact that people pick on me, I was like, "No, why are you playing on that? No, it." I hated his voice the whole movie, though. I hated that man voice. He did it on purpose. <laughs> like <a> little. I, <laughs> yes. And I love how he does that, like that really weird, awkward, blank stare. I love when he does that. It's just so creepy. It's like he's looking at you, but not even like at you at all. It's just like he just snaps and pauses. And then he comes for the attack. Like that blank stare is just crazy. So that made me that made me laugh when the lady was in the house and she was doing that shit. It was hilarious to me. Like she was mid conversation. She was like, you know what they say about the people in dairy. Yeah, and then she just sat there. They never died. Staring in the space. I was like, oh, no. I would have been got It's like they just spaced out mid-conversation, and then you like, what? (laughs) What Oh, so we're talking about the actor of It. They're coming out with another Castle Rock, ladies. What? You heard me. Castle Rock. Oh. I also saw a preview for a uh, a sequel to The Shining when I went to see um it. So apparently it's a it's a yes, part. I did. Doctor yeah. Sleep. Yeah, Doctor Sleep, and it showed like how he was having the dreams and like I I want to see that. I wonder how they're gonna play it off. Do you think they'll play it as like? Someone that wanted to come into the hotel, like the real hotel, and sleep or something. And now it looked like he's the boy, like and this is him grown. Okay, girl, I was so happy to see it. I saw that they had the sequel for Shining, but I didn't pay attention to it all the way on what they were explaining. I re- yeah, never mind because the little girl was telling him like you had the gift like me. Yeah, that was it. I need to look that up. I don't remember seeing that preview. <laughs> Isn't his name Duck, though? Didn't they call him Duck? And I ain't paid that much attention. I'm talking about on the original one. Oh, uh, I gotta go back and watch again. It's been years since I've watched The Shining. No, right? I'll give it about two years. It ain't been too many, but it's been about two years because I went back because I wanted to see how did the ghost coerce the father? Like, where was his weak points? So that's when I went back to watch it. Oh yeah, I gotta see the previews for that um, new one. Oh, side note, did you, uh, the actor that plays Pennywise, do y'all know his brother is um, Eric from True Blood? What? I can see that. I can see that. They look alike. I can see that. They both that, but hey, it's like they both have a a cute, creepy look to them. You know, very frail. You can feel. read. The- <laughs> they're foreign. I I ain't trying to be funny, but they're foreign and they're cute. So that's why we're all like, "Oh, you look so different," because they don't look like our American man over here. He is actually like, if I'm not mistaken, isn't he from like Scotland or something like Ireland or something like that? I don't know, but they but they look cute and creepy. Like how you look creepy and cute at the same time. Oh, they do it with ease, baby. They, but they do it with it ease. Very easy. I know you seen interview with the vampire. Uh, Lestat. <laughs> when you be dead. Okay. <laughs> Y'all talking about vampires and you talking about how they're creepy and they're cute and all of that. I will say this. I bring it up. You're right. They are actually cute because the dude from Twilight, I can't stand looking at him no more. <laughs> because every time I see him, even in other movies, I think about glitter. Like, he had on glitter. He's going to be Batman now, girl. You better uh, shake it off. No, he ain't. Let me take a seal. That's what they said now. Mm-hmm. Batman. Batman, girl. Ain't going to be no glitter on that. I don't know how I see him as Batman. 
Nobody did. There was a, like an uproar when they made the announcement because everybody was like, no. But I mean, no, y'all can't take that man. He needs to be his bad. No, he wouldn't be Batman, but he could be the Riddler if they redid it. Pete, the one that dated Ariana Grande. Yeah, I can see. I can, I can see him as a Riddler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, y'all gotta go see that new um Joker movie too. That's coming oh out. yes, has some good ratings. Like I know it's not horror, but can we at least like discuss that? Like we have to have a podcast about that. I think it's gonna be like a psychological thriller almost. Yeah, because it shows how he broke down. Because I've always had a love for the Joker because you can tell he just cracked. Something just cracked because. How the heck is he still hilarious? Like, it, whatever he says is, and does is funny. It's not. <laughs> it's yeah, we cricket. might have to do a, a, a little something, something about villains. <laughs> That'll work. Okay. okay. Some so villains, are, quite, some about, villains are quite scary. We talking about villains. Did y'all ever have a crush on a certain villain? Yes, Ooh. Eric Killmonger from Black Panther. <laughs> No. First, it's the Luke Cage. Um, no, not the Bushmaster. The first season. Um, you talking about um, uh, Cottonmouth? Yes, Cottonmouth. But he had all the swag. Girl, we gonna fight. But no, that's not who I like though. He had all the swag. Ooh, Cottonmouth. Yes. My husband's still mad because I, whenever I listen to, um, what's the um, rapper's name? Jadea? Jadena? Jadena, yeah. Jadena, there you go. That song, um, Chief? Mm-hmm. Yes. I think about Cottonmouth because they play that. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Okay, so I actually had a crush on Jack Nicholson. And freaking Joker. Um, <laughs> ever since he played that, isn't that Jack Nicholson, right? Yeah, the old version. I know, yeah, the 1991-ish, 1990 the, version. The uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I had a crush on him, and I think it's because how he broke it down in the parade. Like... <laughs> He got me so hyped up, and as a kid, I didn't, even though I knew he was the villain, I was excited to see him come across the screen every time. And we had that on uh, VHS. <laughs> oh, so I would have burnt that tape out, girl. That VCR would have <laughs> ate that tape. Oh, that's how I'm old I am. You. We had that on VHS. <laughs> I can't think of any other villain I really just love. But I'm always rooting for the villain. Like, I always like the bad guy. But. <laughs> I don't know. They, they're relatable. Exactly. Yeah, because you can see how they just turn. Like, sometimes. How did y'all feel about Two Face? He got on my nerves, though. Because you was just good. Okay, thank you for being honest. Dent fan. But he said one of my favorite quotes in life because I love the Dark Knight. Okay. Um, Die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become a villain. Because that's, Ooh. So, true. that's so true in a lot of instances. That when people Girl, let me write that down. Yes. <laughs> that they can only do trying to do good for some. Okay, think, oh. about, think about it. That's what happened to the Joker. Of Joker, it happened to um Magneto, the Goblin too, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. he was straight. The goblin was straight for a little bit, but then something happened where he just blew. Yep. I'm like that's so true in a lot of uh, a lot of instances, and even people. I don't know if you guys watch anime like me, but in Death Note, um, when Light in the beginning when he got the Death Note. He was all about, I'm going to only write people's names in here that are criminals. Girl, I love Death Note. Exactly. But then, remember, he just started trying to cover his tracks and was killing everybody. Yeah, he was, he was trying like, to kill okay, yeah. you. Really, exactly. You're not really a hero no more. You're just killing anybody in your way. 
So that's, yeah, one, that's one of my um, <laughs> What was the guy's name on uh, Batman with that where it was Riddler, um, Poison Ivy, and what was Arnold Schwarzenegger again? Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Okay, how do y'all feel about Mr. Freeze and how he became a villain? Because they used him. Like, they abu like abused his intelligence. Yeah. I mean, I think every villain has a sob story. Every villain has, starts out with a sob story. True, true. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, audience. I know we don't went off on a rant and we yeah, talked about... <laughs> we went to a whole different genre, but... At the same time, it is dealing with horror because that's something that can happen in everyday life. Like, there can be a moment, it can be a part where you're just weak and you just freaking break and you become the villain for the day. So, that's kind of scary. Yes. Um, our next show will be in October. We are entering our favorite month out of the year. We are going yeah. to be bringing you guys stuff all month long. So be follow and um, join Four and Hooch on Facebook. Follow us at the Fifth Wall, Fifth Column, Tempered Drinks, Facebook, and Instagram. Follow us. We are going to be live and active the whole month. We are turning entire up month. entire month, y'all. We this this is our, our time is coming. And we are going to kick off our next episode discussing the Masters of Horror because Fear Fest and um, uh, what a Fright Fest and 31 Nights of Horror, you know, all of that stuff is going to be starting October 1st, if not at the end of September. So we are going to cover all of these great um, horror writers and creators because we're going to be watching all their films all month long. So we are going to talk about them. Um, comment on our uh, Horror and Hooch uh, fan group. Tell us some of your favorite Masters of Horror and what movies you like to watch every year during uh, Halloween. Like, what's the one movie you, you have to see? We're going to do all that. We're going to, you know, Halloween Day. We're going to be dressed up. We just all kind of stuff on our page, taking polls, little video shots of Halloween decorations, all that good stuff. So... For all the um, Halloween fanatics, our time is coming. <laughs> yes, it's already here. Here's my countdown. We have 41 days until Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> so we will see you guys in October. Bye. Bye. <laughs>